Welcome to Date Night Podcast, a tabletop role-playing game podcast set in the homebrew world of Volunaya. Let's explore a whole new world together. When you emerge on the deck, Don't you see Griff, Griffin is unconscious in the middle of the deck and standing over him is Triffy, the cabin girl, with a pool of green blood coming out of her face and it looks like she just strangled Griffin and knocked him unconscious. Sleep! Okay. Uh, roll. Oh, I got a roll, right? Yes. No. That's a three plus two. She's asleep. <laughs> she just collapses down onto the deck. Alright, lads, huck on over the side. Yeah, so... Uh, Run over to Giff and... You feel the Griff. ship like, listing a little bit and then you hear... Oh, oh, uh, and uh, Biff... Goes runs back. He had come to the railing and shot. Um, he was the one who took the shot more into the air than anything else because mm-hmm. he couldn't really hit her. Uh, but he's got his hands back on the ship's wheel now. So the two of you take uh, Triffy over to the side and throw her off. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Griffin's still laying on the ground. And I run over to him. Another cure wounds. Okay. Shake. That shake. brings him up. Okay. He was just unconscious. So, and he had passed his first save. It worked. I shook him, and he woke up. <laughs> oh, thank you. Hi, lass. Good job. Thank you. Yay! You keep doing that. Okay. Shaking. That was very helpful. Look, I, I think I perhaps uh, need to take a rest as well. Uh, uh, hip is on the, or Biff is on the. He has two hit points, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he's not feeling too good. On the wheel, maybe one of you could keep a, a watch. You know what? Um, I think we're going to head in the other direction a little bit um the ship had kind of altered its course during the fighting anyway as the original pilot uh, hip at the time i think it was started trying to get away from where the insects were coming up and and things like that so he kind of altered its course uh moving from an easternly direction to a nearly entirely western one in a retreat uh, taking the thundercloud back out toward the sea, though he hadn't really made it there yet, um, to try and circle back uh, in eventually, maybe at a, nor- a different point of entry. Um, after a little while of the ship going back out to sea and everybody kind of getting some rest and feeling a little bit better, uh, Griffin comes to the two of you and, and says uh, that he wants to talk to you about our destination here. All right. He says... Uh, with the with the look of things, I uh, I imagine people who are here on the on the island are trying to get as northernly as possible. I I think maybe if we're here to bring them their supplies, heading further north might not only be safer, but might be more expedient for delivering those supplies. I don't think we can go straight. Northwood, though, that that would take us between Raider's Roost and Raider's Rock. Um, it's not a safe place for any ship carrying any sort of goods uh, in the air or otherwise. I think I'll either have to take us halfway back across the Barcarian so that we don't pass between them, or I'll need to take her south with a fair buffer between us and that, well, um, whatever that was. And turn back north between Tordor region and 
okra's fist. I'll give you a map so that maybe this is. That's okra. It's the okra's fist? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fantastic. Not okra, okra. 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 So he's talking about. You guys are out here. Like, come. You were coming in, mm-hmm. and he says he can't go up through like this area, Slaver's Bay area between Raiders Roost and Raiders Rock. Right. So he's saying he could go all the way back around and do this. He says, or he can kind of do since you guys are already kind of south. He's t- thinking about this. He says. um, Either would mean a, a few days, and the southern one is quicker to quicker to Fire Cliff, and the other is quicker to Canagara and and Slaver's Reach. the The former is a strong defensive position, likely ripe with soldiers, and the other is on the bay, so it's going to be teeming with refugees. I I can't say that I understood understood the scope of the situation here on Lamoche before we saw that mass of writhing things here moving toward the north. I have, I think, I've been thinking it over, and I have a mind to go the, uh, the southerly route and come back up and dock in Firecliff, where I'm sure it's safe. I can likely sell all of our goods there, take on passengers like the women and children of the men who are, will be making their stand there, and drop them at the ports um, near the bay, so that they can secure the next leg of the voyage. And while I'm there, I'm sure I could find a few rich refugees who would have the coin for the longer trip to Kufo. Um, and he kind of rubs the back of his neck where he had been strangled by Triffy, and he says, well, he seems a little bit upset thinking back to it. And then he goes, but um, uh, I think this is going to work out to be a very profitable, very profitable indeed, he seems to say. Can I do a medicine check to see if there's any kind of lingering yeah. issues with that spot? Sure. I rolled a five. And um, I am not proficient. Yeah, you don't really uh, know what happened to him on the deck. Okay. Um. You could roll insight based on what he's saying, either of you, if you're listening. That's even worse. That's a three. Fourteen. Um, you think it's uh, him talking about it being very profitable as him ig- trying to ignore what's happened a little bit? I think he's trying to ignore what's happened. Well, it's his prerogative, lass. I'm just saying. Hey. I really don't know what to do here. I'm just following you. So far, I haven't died yet with you. So far. <laughs> if you think the bay is the safest option, then that's fine. No, I, I think the cliff, the, the fire cliffs. Are, oh, I'm sorry, I thought that's And then uh, you can... Fireplace. Uh, make your decision if you would like to uh, disembark there in Fire Cliff or a few days later when I bring it down near Slaver's Bay. That's closer to your original destination, I, to be sure. I need to get to Raventree as fast as possible. I, I don't believe I can bring the ship that far south, but uh, I could bring it. Again, I'll begin in Firecliff, and if it's safe to proceed, I'll start moving southward to Slaver's Bay. Aye, I appreciate it. Wherever, you know, as, the, as far as I can get and still be safe, or, or if I reach the bay, um, that will be as close as I can get you. Okay, so 
you take now an extended journey uh, southward, but well out of sight of the coast. We uh, get a long rest through all oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a few days before we move on to the next part here. Um, Griffin hasn't increased the height of the ship at all. Um, he's mentioned that it's no more safe than clipping the treetops of the corrupted jungle. Trixie is now spending much of her time in the crow's nest looking up and around. Yeah, without that was their main one of their main lookouts was the the younger girl. So even the cook has been taking some of the shifts as as a lookout um to try and make it a little bit easier on the rest of the crew, especially those who are recovering uh such as Skip and Griffin. Um but he sails the long way around over the Bakarian Sea, then over the Lich's Teeth, um, then north through the inlet that separates Lamoche from its three easternly islands. Eventually, the ship hooks west over the north of the Tordar region, not far from where Albagula had rested and where you had started your journey on the Thundercloud, Dern. Uh, the huge northern glass lake called uh, Tavaron's Eye stretches out over the port side of the ship, a long, shimmering, clear body of water with a dark bed of obsidian deep below. The lake from this height appears locked away from its sources of water to the north uh, by a thick ridge of hills, almost crater-like in formation, um, m- meaning that it's only fed from kind of underground sources, which keeps it uh, nice and clear. Uh, life seems to go on in this area around this crater-like formation, uh, at least for some on this narrow band of land here between the lake and the coast. You've seen dragonborn fishing boats also taking to the sea and caravans of wagons moving along dirt trails that zigzag across the region. Uh, it's a welcome diversion to observe after days of nothing and emptiness uh, over the seas in the south. It seemed like there's no ships or anything moving down in that region. Um, after sunset, Hip calls uh, everybody onto the deck, and you get your first view of Firecliff. It's glowing like a red ember in the darkness uh, of a campsite. It uh, kind of like a fire that's being burned down. Uh, northward on the horizon, its faint red glow is just a, a beacon. Biff takes over the helm from Hip for the evening, and Griffin says, uh, Straight on. The bleeding huntress is angry. She will guide us. When you... Uh, He says to the helmsman now, he says, When you draw close, uh, she will be the most easternly peak. You will see her breath if morning breaks before we arrive, as you see her blood in the night. Stop short of her reach, south of the second peak, between the cliffs and the crags, where the lava rushes into pools and hardens into the stone plains. The rest of you, get some rest. With any luck, we'll have a lion's share of our supplies to unload in the morning. Very profitable indeed, he says, kind of turns on his heel and heads below. Um, Anything you want to do, knowing this is probably your last night on the ship before coming into port? Eat. Eat. Plenty of good things to eat still, even though the journey's been a little bit longer. But he had brought supplies to bring to refugees and things. So, I mean, the ship is full of food. Um, After, uh, is there anything else? Okay. I'm going to spend much of my time up in the crow's nest still. Yeah. I'll eat and then constantly basically turning my head around like owls do. Yeah. Uh, throughout the night, you do see that you're getting closer and closer and closer to this glowing 
ember in the distance and it's growing in size as you do. And as the morning breaks and you get your first kind of look of the dawn, you see the smoke rising out of the peak in the distance. It looks like, again, one of the four peaks there is angry, like he said, a, a volcano that is sort of active and uh, still running uh, lava and smoke out of its top. Note to um, self, stay away from the smoke. After most, uh, mostly a restful night for um, you as best as you can here on the ship, um, you did have a dream uh, before that dawn came. Who? Both of us? Uh, oh, no, that's you still have another day, he says. Uh, I'm trying to see. I skipped around here. Okay, you make it through. Uh, it's one more day, he says. Uh, it seemed closer than it was in the distance. And you can see now that the day has broken that despite the fact that you could see the glow of those cliffs, they were way in the distance. And he says, I've never seen the Huntress so angry before. He says, I must have uh, miscalculated. And he looks down at his maps and he says, that's what you get for navigating by eye. He says, "Uh, it'll be one more night before we get there. My apologies. And he goes back uh, down below the deck. I'm going to go eat again. All right. You have another day of eating. Trixie, you doing the same thing? Yep. Okay. Eating like a bird and spending the rest of my time up in the watch. <laughs> okay. I'm eating like a dwarf. This time you do get a, a nice rest on this particular night for the most part. You begin to dream. And Trixie, you're back. Not really a particularly pleasant dream. You remember being in Lucius's mansion and that moment where Thunuk's hands had your wings pinned against your arm. Now it's your mansion. Um, that's right. And as he goes to set you down in Lucius's study on that chair, you just have that feeling again of being pinned and trapped and unable to move your wings. That uh, was not so pleasant when it happened. Dern, you dream of being in a dark cave, uh, <sighs> unable to see as tentacles reach out and oh. cover your face. <laughs> it's taking a turn. No longer pleasant. Um, so for both of you, you're kind of held extended for this moment, the moment right before Thunuk dropped Trixie into the chair in Lucius's study, and the moment right before the Mind Flayer dropped Dern back onto the ground in the cave. And then for both of you, the dreams change. and You realize for a second it feels freeing. You've been let go by this awful thing that's been pinning you. But then, Trixie, your wings won't open. And the chair that was in Lucius's office below you doesn't catch you, and neither does the floor. And then the spectral mansion is gone, and you fall. And Dern, as you were lifted off the ground and released by the Mind Flayer, you too begin to feel the rocks around you just vanish, and you continue to fall, fall deep down into the earth. And when the two of you wake with a start, the sensation of falling doesn't fade, because the thundercloud so near its destination of Firecliff, is in a tailspin. A shite! All right, so we left off with you uh, awaking to the feeling of the ship being in a tailspin, starting to go down. You hear from above the deck the alarm, OEA, and the response from the rooms around you, OEO, OEA, OEO, (laughs) because you're in a tailspin. I knew it. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) All right. Anyway. So I look over the side and I roll a 12. Uh, (laughs) I'm still stuck. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, you can't admit it when you did it. Admit it, and I don't know all these words in the song. Do I not? And that is it. We said we had to have a Disney song in every episode. Please don't. I wanted to get it out of the way. All right. Whoa. You rolled a twelve to look around. Yes. On a perception check, so you peek out over the edge, and um, my initial thing is going to look at Biff at the helm, and then at anything else. Okay, you do see uh, some shadows over in Biff's direction. It's hard to see even with your dark vision, mostly because Superior of the way dark vision. the ship is spiraling, and I'm a little dizzy. Kind of moving through a, an area of fog here as well, um, but you kind of see some things flitting around over in that area and the ship is definitely you can feel the inertia pushing you uh one way from down below the deck uh Dern in your room uh, it pushes you back against the side of your cabin and anything that's unsecured in the room just scatters against the wall so which will soon be all of the vomit from inside <laughs> I've been eating pretty heavily the last two days. <laughs> this is true. Why don't you make your constitution? Oh, I should have said nothing. Nope, you should have said seven. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> plus two, nine. Oh. Chamber pot. <laughs> <laughs> you can hold it down, but you can taste a little bit of the sweet meats coming back up. Uh, so uh, the ship keeps careening. Uh, downward, seemingly, you can start to hear it cutting through the air a little bit, like as the air is rushing around, especially up top mm-hmm. uh, where Trixie is. Uh, what's the plan? I'm going to try to claw myself out of my room. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do that with the. Yeah, it's hard because you're pushed back up against the wall, mm-hmm. and the ship is listing, and the floor becomes on you know kind of uneven and at an incline or whatever when it leans that way. So, uh, I need you to make an athletics check as an attempt to just. Where are you trying to head up onto the deck? Yes. Okay. Uh, fourteen, nineteen, twenty-two. Okay. You're. Legs are short, but they're stout. <laughs> so <laughs> I am a little teapot. <laughs> uh, and you're shiny. Yeah, and he's got a thunderhorn. So <laughs> <laughs> he's a little teapot. That's what it's all steamed up. Stuff. He and he's shiny. <laughs> so you're able to make it up, but it, it's going to take you a little while before you get topside. Are you doing anything in the meantime, Trixie? <clears throat> yes, I was going to peek <clears throat> over, and since I saw the shadows, I'm going to try and swoop down that way since i'm a flying creature i assume i have some skills with flying and wind mm-hmm. just probably make an acrobatics check to wind? fly among yes. the rigging and the wind and everything here athletics acrobatics acrobatics okay good that's slightly better 12 all right that's probably good enough you just swoop in and out a little bit you clip your wings a little bit on some of the rigging but you're able to come to a landing back in the rear area of the ship where the wheel is it's spinning it's yeah it's loose and spinning um, you can see, uh, I guess go ahead and make one more perception check now that you're here. Okay, that's a 15 plus 7, 12, 22. All right. 12, 12 22. 20 plus 7, 12. <laughs> uh, so you <laughs> look out uh, just as the form off of the deck about 10 feet away from you over on the side. And it looked like an owl that way. And then you see... Laying next to the railing, almost like he uh, slid along the ground and is right up against it where the inertia is bringing him, was the uh, pilot, which I think was Biff? 
It was before. I don't know if he's yeah. still on. I think Biff was shift. the one on now. I think it was Biff shift, shift on the ship. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, the wheel is careening. Catch uh, it and turn way. it back the other way a bit. Okay, for you, this is going to be a strength check to try and grab the wheel as it's spinning around, and you're a very little creature. Eleven. Or athletics, if that helps. I don't know. Fourteen. It does. it does. Okay. Not bad. You put your talons up, and Her you start just <laughs> start spinning a little bit, and you <laughs> flap. My claws grab onto it my again. talons onto the <laughs> and, ground. Yeah, dig your talons into the floor and able to start to hold it steady, and the ship is... Turn it back a little trying, bit. Uh, to go that way. Go ahead and roll a... Uh, you don't have vehicle proficiency, I'm going to guess, right? I didn't figure I would keep it from crashing necessarily, or fly it skillfully, but at least keep it from crashing. Uh, add your intelligence. Uh, Eleven. Okay. Enough to keep it from crashing, hopefully. Well, you've got it so that the it's starting to come out of its spiral, mm-hmm. but it's not really starting to it's not stopping on losing any of the altitude so it's still just and you kind of hear from below just kind of a like back the engine uh, under the deck uh it's hard to tell what the noise is exactly it's not like anything you've heard the ship do before is there a rope or something i can use to Tie onto the wheel, like whatever they yeah. use to lock it into place. Pilot, autopilot. Yeah, so okay. there's a um, like a way you could rig up this kind of lock the wheel into place. Rope over one of the spokes on the wheel sticking up. Do that and just then to check keep over it straight. And then run to Biff. Okay. Biff! Biff! Um, yeah, Biff is, Biff is unconscious. <clears throat> Not particularly hard, but I'm going to kick him on the side since I'm tiny. But if his if, no, not to like damage him, to like nudge him. No, he's he's not up. About this time, Darn, you pop up onto the deck. <laughs> you open up the door. Um, the gifts are not far behind you, but they weren't as quick getting out into the hall as you. So you're the first one up onto the deck. Continuing to shake <laughs> Biff. Biff, over, wake over up! To- Going to How do you fly this back time thing? The, the wheel. Yeah. All right. This time again, the ship is not spinning anymore, but it's still careening downward. So just go ahead and make an athletics check. Uh, seven plus five plus three. Okay. Fifteen. So 15. you slide a little bit over toward the rail, but you manage to just grab on instead of you know flipping over. You're kind of short, so it'd be hard for you to flip over the side, just sliding into it. And you grab a hold of the wall, head over to the stairs, and start holding on and pulling your way up the the railing there and you see on the deck um as you kind of are starting to get out of the fog a little bit here now that you're going straight the owling standing over uh biff and you see the wheel is uh tied off to uh to the post nearby biff wake up you fool crawling over to biff and i'm gonna cure wounds level one when i get to him okay uh so biff is up he's got a little bit of whatever you had on Three plus, he's got seven hit points. Okay. And he's kind of shakes the cobwebs off a little bit and he goes, what, what's happening? We're falling! Fix it! Uh, and he kind of grabs the back of his head and he stumbles over, over to where the wheel is and pulls the rope off of it and is trying to right the ship. And he's messing with some of the, there's a couple of levers near That I the didn't wheel. even have a clue. Yeah. And he's trying to, he's pushing on the lever and just nothing, like it won't 
like a car that won't shift. And he's just trying to... And you no, hear, you forgot the clutch. What do I need to do? <laughs> you hear all of a sudden a big crash off the back of the ship. Oh, that's your problem and right there. you just there. see a... Like a purple arcane engine drifting off behind you and kind of tumbling end over end. Dern literally points and goes, that's your problem right there. Is that bad? Mm. (laughs) Now what? We crash, she says. Hang on to something. Oh, shite. And he ties himself off to that. I don't get wings to level 20. (laughs) (laughs) He ties himself off to that same rope that had been around the wheel. Do you have airbags? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. Frantically looks through his inventory. Pulls out out a thunder horn. (laughs) I'm going to let people know we're coming. (laughs) Okay. Hopefully not pointing at Biff. No. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this this ship is starting to come down. You see the other GIF are scattering around on the deck. They're tying themselves into things, trying to pull the sails down, doing a, you know making adjustments to the rigging and everything to try and slow their speed in, in some regards. I guess Trixie's bailed a little bit on this and uh, <laughs> kind of flying above. Uh, where the ship is I going. I can't do much. Leaving just you, watch you die. Leaving you behind a little bit as it does so because of its speed. But you try to mostly dive. keep up with it. Yeah. Okay. I'll go into a dive. I think I can sort of catch up with you it. You can go pretty fast with your double. You get triple dash with your rogue stuff. So you're pretty fast when you're flying. Yeah, that'd be 90 feet. Yeah. Okay. So you almost keep up. But <clears throat> eventually the ship uh, comes to the earth with a crash. And darn. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Uh, 11 plus 5 plus 3, 19. Okay. You hang on pretty well. Um, you do get kind of right near the end in the secondary <coughs> uh, bump as it touches the earth again, knocks you loose a little bit and throws you up against the side of the ship. Uh, and you take one bludgeoning damage from the crash, which all said and done is pretty good i take more than that when i drink (laughs) then it takes kind of this long hopping skipping skitter across the you know the ground here which thankfully is pretty flat um before it comes to a halt throwing some of the gifts around the deck as well and uh uh i think skip was the one who did not make it back up onto the ship during onto the deck in the time he's still under uh, immediately, the ship is surrounded by a swarm of owlings uh, with longbows removed from their back as they hold them in one of their hands and flap in slow circles around the ship. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Date Night Podcast. If you're interested in the homebrew items, class and raise options, and other unique things about the show... You can get more information about a lot of them from our friendly neighborhood game mom's Dungeon Masters Guild titles. Some of them are offered free or pay what you want, and others are just a few dollars that are used to help support the show. You can find all of the titles by going to our website, datenightpodcast.com, and clicking the store tab, or by searching for Will Mayer on dmsguild.com. There are titles like The Path of Fury for the Barbarian, Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Rules for Building Your Own Homunculus, Bloodlines, A Guide to New Playable Races, Backgrounds and Feats, and Crinkle Fire Touch's guide to homebrew magic items made for the campaign. Now, let's get back to that campaign and hear what's in store next for our characters. Sh- 
Trixie, you kind of see this from maybe 200 feet up as they uh, start swarming around the ship. And one of them uh, says, hold. And he's a young, kind of (laughs) well-groomed hornling, which are the larger owlings. And he's got a shining silvery breastplate with inlay of huge tree uh, made in copper. And he says, give the scoundrels a chance to gather themselves for surrender. Then uh, he shouts in your direction and he says, what? Stay on the deck, hands empty. We're boarding for reclamation. What the hell are you talking about? Me? Hmm? Has he seen me or this is just what no. I'm saying? You're, you can barely hear this from way up where you are. They're right near the ship. I'm going to drop down off a bit and hide and try and stealth up. Okay, roll a stealth check. Not that 20. Okay. Keep that in mind. Um, <clears throat> Griffin, like who's kind of dazed, stands to his feet. And uh, an owling levels a bow at him. And uh, the other one who had been talking says, I told you to stay on the deck. Belly down, Giff, the whole lot of you. I- I'm just a dwarf. Belly fi- down. All right. Okay. Uh, Griffin kneels and holds his hand out. And he says, what, what is the meaning of this? And around this time, more owlings, these in some heavier armor, with swords unsheathed, hop onto the deck. Uh, they're seemingly unable to fly in this heavier trappings, but fair enough at leaping with a flourish of feathers over the side of the deck uh, and starting to kind of take positions around, making sure uh, everybody's got a sword on them, or two in, in most cases. Um, and the one in the sky says, Reclamation, scallywag! And he returns the bow to his back and dives into land in front of the gif. Um, He turns and looks at the other owlings who are storming the deck, and he says, Check below for others. Disarm them and bring them topside. If any are injured, get the healthy to carry them up. And Griffin, what what do you mean, reclamation? And Rupert says, Is there an echo in here? Reclamation, reclamation, sir. That will be settled soon. We're looking more for a definition, not so much just the repeating of the word. No, no, we we know what reclamation means. Maybe not all of us know what reclamation <laughs> means. It it, it it means that it means we're taking it back. Griff, did you steal the ship? Poppycock! It's poppycock. That will be settled soon. For now, the shackles. You shot us out of the damn sky. Yes, we did. The what sh- you got, like, got left to take back then? You shot it. You broke the ship. The supplies, he says, and uh, the supplies some came of the from the continent. People in the the owlings produce some shackles, and they're kind of asking for your hands. <laughs> Channel divinity, conquering presence. Okay. They have to make wisdom saving throws. It's a lot okay. of people to How far? I believe it's 30 feet. Hold, please. On the other side of this, off of the ship, uh, Trixie, you are stealthing up 
toward the side to try and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And about the time you get to where you could maybe find a little tree where you're popping up to get a view of the ship and hide among its leaves for your stealth, you land on a branch and then from a branch about or from about two branches up of you feel a poke right up against the side of your throat. And he says, no, don't move, deity. Each creature of my choice that I can see within 30 feet. Okay. That would be a number of them in 30 feet. What do they have to beat? 12. All right. Three of them will fail. The other two within 30 feet will pass. How about the one that's trying to put manacles on me? Um, let's see. He's going to be one of the one who passes. I'm not going to let him grapple me. Okay. Uh, so he's grabbing for your hands. So what do you do as you don't let him grapple you? Pull my hands back and come up into like a fisticuffs. Like I'm not pulling the hammer out, but right. fisticuffs like, until we have this settled, I prefer you not put your hands on me. Okay, roll an intimidation check. I'm proficient. I rolled a nat 20. That beats my And I'm proficient. Okay. He holds the shackles down and kind of looks back over toward the commanding officer who starts motioning for more uh, owlings to start moving in your direction as they're um, uh, shackling some of the others. Lads, let's talk. There'll be plenty of time for talk later. Now. There's time for it. Now, we're clearly not going anywhere. Okay. Roll initiative. <laughs> what are you doing, Trixie? Did I recognize that as, as Owl Trill talking to me? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? The one says, We're um, taking back what's ours. What were you doing on a drift ship, what are you captured? No, I was following the shiny guy. Just to get away from some really weird thief things going on in Cliffside. I was just coming here to get away from it, and he just happened to be on that ship. I don't know much about them. You're not from the area, are you, deity? Not this one, no. I'm going to have to ask you to get down out of the tree and walk with me. You're not going to shackle me like them, because I don't plan to attack anybody. I'm like just a little... We're just wondering why you were here. I'm just following him. I don't have any She loyalty. doesn't know who you're talking about it at this point. <laughs> I don't have any loyalty with, to them. I'm just traveling. somebody on the ship, we're going to have to get this settled when we get back to the camp. I have no loyalty to the gifts. Well, we'll get that settled when we get back to the camp. They've been known to take on Owling Scouts before. why they were so happy to see me. I'm just walking along, but slightly off to the side. I rolled a six. She's taking you back where there's kind of a, a line of these owlings uh, who are haven't broken off onto the ship. Seems like there's a, when you get over there, it's kind of like a war party situation here. It's maybe uh, like out of the ones with the heavy armor, there were like eight who had jumped up onto the ship. Plus, there were about three or four who had flown in along with the guy who was there. But back on the ground where they're taking you, where there's actually kind of a formation of them, where they've landed back down here, there's about 50. 
Dern, you're not making trouble, are you? 50. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Did I see? How many do I see? Uh, that would be a perception check to see what you can see from the deck. You know eight heavy and heavy armor jumped on Nine, the deck. 19. Hmm. Well, that's pretty good. The, uh, the ones in heavy armor who hopped on the deck, some of them went below. So there's like five of those left. Those are the ones who rolled the saves. Then there's the three kind of who were able to fly, who were near the front of the ship. It's still kind of off a little bit. Um, and then you can kind of see behind them as the uh, kind of a cloud moves off of the moon a little bit. It just see it reflecting off this kind of uh, the eyes of these owls out in the um, Sorry, clearing. See. And me calling up. You're not causing trouble, are you? They're about a few hundred feet away. Now listen, I do not know what business you have with the the gifts, but I am not a member of this crew. I'm a passenger. We'll get all that settled, who were passengers and who were culpable, when we bring this back. I'll be more than happy to walk, but you're not putting me in irons. If you lay down your... Now I'm going into the other (laughs) owling voice. Um... He says, um, if you throw down your weapons, we will let you walk amongst us. Fair. Okay. All the weapons. My gloves are still on. Okay. All right. Um, Griffin's tried a few times to plead with this owling now that they've been bringing the rest of the crew topside. Um, there's one who starts treating Biff uh, and Skip for some of their injuries. Skip is unconscious with yet another head injury uh, that he apparently got below deck uh, during the crash. He's going to be a simpleton after this. Um, Griffin, again, keeps trying to say this uh, is preposterous. There's no reason for the And, and uh, he's been cut off by the... Uh, Owling in armor who kind of says keep your remarks for the parliament I'll take nothing off the record and um, he's ignored any other attempts at follow up in terms of uh, Griffin's pleading Uh, after everybody's brought topside and gathered together he starts issuing commands in owl trill and you're too far away to hear so um, I'm standing there with my wings crossed skulking sulking not skulking. So let's see. Then the uh, commander comes back forward to Griffin and he says, Captain, your goods and what's left of your ship are hereby commandeered for our relocation effort. And Griffin kind of goes, mm, well, well the, the ship, my ship will do little good in its current state. Won't it? And the other fellow says, uh, Listen, fellow, if this ship can't move, we'll strip it here. You've got an hour before we start. Now make a count. And he trills to one of his subordinates who removes the weapons uh, from the captain, but he unchains him and two of the crew members, uh, kind of motioning for them to get to work. And Griffin says, this is outrageous. We fly a neutral flag. We bring trade goods for refugees. It's true. I've watched him do it several times. And you just hear him trill again, again, ignoring any of these uh, things that Griffin's been saying the last four or five times he said anything. And um, he talks to a screechling, who's one of the ones flying around in black leather armor. Uh, so don't ever tell you, you got a really punchable face. 
What was this? You have a really punchable face. Now the owling lands down in front of you. He's only about four feet tall, a little bigger than uh, your friend Trixie. And he puffs out real big his chest with his silvery armor. Darren, for probably the He's first time in a long time, looks down his nose at the thing mm-hmm. and just smiles at him. And he says, you are free of your shackles by my mercy at this point, dwarf. And I would think that you should do good to be cognizant of that fact. Just making an observation. And you see all his feathers just kind of... Get it mobile, he says over his shoulder to uh, Griffin. And the whole lot of you can plead your case to the parliament and we'll see if it all checks out. And he just uh, flies over to the front of the ship, trills something to a uh, couple of the guards... And four of them in the heavy armor come over for you, Darn, after what he says to them. And they start leading you off the side of the ship. Y'all keep... Y'all stop <laughs> y'all. <laughs> you keep my things well inventoried, because I will be needing them back. Okay. They come over, they start taking your gear, and uh, actually they start tagging some of it. And one of them just says, we'll see. Um, eventually after uh, a little while of, um, the gifts working on the, on the ship, uh, they do get it to hover, but they can't really get it to do anything else. Griffin sets up Biff in the skiff and sets up some rigging to make a makeshift tow system and, uh, gets it so that the skiff can tow the ship forward, but that's about all it can do. How many screechlings do I see around me? Uh, there's less of them than anything else here. It looks like you do see every so often some of them flitting around, like not as part of the main camp, um, as if they're kind of scouting. You tuck your amulet away. Yeah. Okay. Although I'm assuming these people don't know my history. It does nothing. Um, it's stolen. You uh, eventually, once the ship is able to move. They start marching. Uh, the owlings get around you in kind of a loose formation, some of them flying around the perimeter, coming and going as if they're maybe bringing reports of what they see or anything like that. The march is a day and a half, but it's heading in the general direction of the uh, mountains where you are flying towards. Uh, the guards keep close watches on you and the Thundercloud crew uh, with multiple people watching you throughout the night. There's a lot here in this crew, but they do look, I don't know, you know, if Dern would notice in terms of what an owling generally looks like, but Trixie would notice they look a little harried. Some of them have more missing feathers than you might expect. Some of them look hungry. Um, They have been taking very uh, uh, small amounts of food when they've been eating. They have not taken any of it off the ship. Um uh, but they do look like they're kind of ragged at this point. You eventually, after that day and a half or so of marching, arrive at the base of the westernmost mountain. The last part of the journey requires a crossing of a mode of lava that fortunately has kind of a bridge engineered across it, similar to a castle drawbridge. Uh, on the inside of the moat, there's a huge encampment. Owlings have constructed 
these nest-like temporary structures in the branches of these old ebony-colored trees that are here, and below in some of the more open portions near the mountain base and just up the sides before it gets really steep, there's some dragonborn soldiers that have tents set up there as well. Uh, despite that fact that the, or despite the fact that there are uh, there's lava kind of flowing into this moat. It appears to be like an old engineered um, chasm that the thing's floating in, or canyon, I guess. Um, and it's coming from the eastern peak, the Huntress, as they called it. So the land here, despite the lava being nearby, is actually pretty green and lively. It's not the dense jungle like most of Lamoche that you've seen now that you're up further north. But there are larger trees in stands of five or ten dotting the landscape, and a lot of the rest of the landscape looks like it's cleared and open at the base of the mountain. The trees nearest the moat have bridges linking them together with these wooden walkways. Um, much of the work looks like it's rotted, though, between these trees. There are a few owlings and dragonborn working together, reassembling them. Uh, up further on the mountain, you can see an ancient-looking keep carved into the cliffside. The cut stone is lighter than the rich earth that surrounds it. The bare rock that in places gleams of quartz, and in others you can see is kind of an old weathered marble. Um, Trixie, uh, being an owling, you would have probably heard about this place at the um, meetings young owlings are uh, required to attend as sort of mock parliaments. But they're, And their with a plus seven school. to history, I really should. That's if you were paying attention. So can you roll the history check and see what you know about it? Oh, she was paying attention. <laughs> yep, I know all about it. 26. Yeah, this was something that fascinated you for some reason and really uh, honed in on and asked questions about. You have a rough layout in your head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I study so the maps. So this is the Cliff Keep. Um, oh, Cliff Keep. This is a place that owlings and elves built together uh, a really, really long time ago. In fact, this is from a previous age uh, that this has stood here. Um, even with that history check, the Owlings don't know a lot about the previous ages, but since that was pretty high, you do know that the elves had more influence in some of the older ones, uh, and they were the ones who kind of started bringing civilization to other places of the world until they thought that was maybe a mistake. Um, but this was apparently from the time that Owlings talk about when they were friends of elves um, and learned how to actually construct some of these things when they were taken out of just uh, just being the sylvan creatures that they were. Um, Are elves no longer friends of elves? They, there's no uh, bad blood between uh, owlings and elves, but the elves have sort of uh, <clears throat> been standoffish of almost all the, the races after that time. So now they're more neutral. Yeah. Okay. You don't know a lot about the the past ages, but there was a time that, again, they spoke of as being the time of the, uh, the being friends of elves. And that mostly took place on this island. That wasn't uh, something that uh, a lot of the owlings came from here. So even where you were in the western wilds, it was likely that many of those owlings probably came from here too. Um. You would also know that this, uh, with that check, hasn't been occupied in a long time. Why have you guys come back here? This is where we'll make our stand. We've lost half of the cloud, Eerie, so we've moved back to the mountain, Eerie. 
A stand? A stand against what? Where have you been? Against Across the, the sea. We've had battles with the Efreet, but I... that is the least of our problems here. Our scouts have been to the south and seen the forest that moves. I saw it on our flight over, but I've been across the sea. Aye. Let's hope whatever it is that we have here never sees across the sea. Then um, I guess we're on the same side, but I don't know how to get you guys to know that for him. You'll have time to speak. All in good time, dearie. Absolute look of disgust across my face. Off to the east, too, of the cliff keep. Mindless chatter. Uh, you can see battlements uh, in the adjacent mountain. Uh, in that one, it's just long walls of palisades that are topped with billowing standards of red flames on a bronze field. There are caravans of supplies moving into the palisade fortress, but none seem to be moving into the marble keep. Uh, you're brought to a campsite just east of the base of the cliff keep, where you see a pair of hornlings trilling at each other angrily. Trixie, you can hear or you can understand what they're saying. Um, they're saying something about them being vexed by being unable to move in any supplies. Uh, they cut off their argument and they greet the fellow who's been escorting you uh, in the breastplate as Rupert Motley Gold Talon. Uh, they have a very formal greeting with each other as they say their uh, names. Uh, the others are... I have here. I'll have to find them in a minute. Um, they trill at Rupert, and again, Trixie, you you understand. Uh, they go through these formalities. Uh, the one is named uh, Lionel Hootsworth Featherbottom the Third, and the other is that's Lionel, uh, a female Who? named Elspeth Don Hornfeather. And uh, Lionel congratulates Rupert on reclaiming supplies from the gifts. Um, but tells them that they have other concerns to attend to right here that are about getting back into the keep, and he should go ahead and take the supplies and prisoners to the quartermaster uh, and then come back and talk to them about any dangerous things here as scouts noticed on their journey. Um, So they start to drag you along uh, further into the camp. You try to relate any of this of what's happening to Dern? Yeah. So you get the general idea of... Uh, where they're sending you. Wasn't Lionel the one that Malik beat the ever-loving shit out of? It was, yeah. yeah. Um, eventually, you're brought to the quartermaster, who's a groundling. And again, they greet each other. Um, and you gather Trixie. His name is uh, Greensby Proudwain. Every now and again, Duran just goes, ooh. <laughs> and they always love <laughs> Every time. Like, hey, for the stop? day and a half march of these hey, soldiers hey, hey, who have been guarding you. You keep saying, you who? Stop? And they just turn, like... And then they Could look you at stop? you. Could you just stop already? <clears throat> Don't want to. Um, all right. Uh, you also get from this just general conversation that he's stop talking it. to um, Rupert. He says he's been putting prisoners to work on the reconstruction of moat defenses, that they've been clearing shrubs and brush between the lands and trees. And uh, he says that's probably what he's going to do with these prisoners and Rupert is kind of dismissive of anything he says he just says like you know this is your business it's not really my business but the other one likes to keep going on about what his plans are and eventually um, he says something uh, to uh, Greensby who is his name is for 
the, the Owling name system. I'm just going to go ahead and say the whole names, even though they wouldn't use them. His name's Barnaby Greensby Proudwing. So he would introduce himself to you as Barnaby, and they would talk to themselves as, call him Greensby, because that's his Owling name, and the other's his traveling name. Um, <clears throat> but you do hear Rupert say something about some sort of a dispute about the um, nature of the uh, journey of the ship uh, known as the Thundercloud. So he says uh, they may not be able to be put to work necessarily until uh, some sort of trial's been uh, had for them. And Barnaby says under the rules of law, they can be put to work until their trial, um, but we will make sure that they have it before any of the supplies are, um, are taken. And then Barnaby turns to all of you and says... If you'd like a trial, I'm afraid you're out of luck for the foreseeable future. The Parliament is out of commission until we can get into the keep and get it set up. No Parliament, no trials. And Rupert kind of butts in, still in common, as he wants... uh, That's how Barnaby was kind of talking to you, and Rupert says, No Parliament, no decisions at all, it seems, Greensby. And uh, Barnaby turns to him and says... I've never known a hornling to scoff at tradition. And then he scowls. He says, it doesn't suit you, and it's why the rest of the council never approves your plans. And Rupert says back, so says the fledgling member. The council should appreciate this bounty, though. And he motions to the thundercloud. And Barnaby says, we'll see. And he looks over uh, all the prisoners, which are mostly the gifts and, and you, and he says, more gifts. Well... They've proven handy enough with repairs, if nothing else. What, was the screech, the screechling a deserter? And uh, Rupert says, Part of the crew, along with the dwarf. And Barnaby says, Not part of the crew. We'll see, Rupert says. We'll see. Can't read this passenger list or anything. Barnaby says, uh, Odd company for an airship a dwarf is. And he looks over at you. But who am I to say? Rupert shrugs. He says, I don't care. I have other business to attend to. I'll leave you to count the beans and arrows. And Barnaby, as Rupert is walking away, says, I'll be sure to count how many you and your men take for your follies, Motley. But Rupert just walks away, um, leaving you there with the series of guards uh, and the quartermaster. He kind of says that, They've been trying to get this place uh, in uh, ship shape more than anything, trying to repair mostly the battlements first in case they can't get into the keep or they want a first line of defense. Um, So they were starting to send you off with some of the other kind of engineering core of these owlings to uh, put you to work at rebuilding kind of the bridges between the trees here. Uh, And if you were not as... uh, uh, adept at, at doing that sort of work uh, if you don't have any kind of carpentry skills or anything along those lines like the gifts kind of do from working on their ships. Uh, they were putting just the untrained people to work at clearing uh, shrubs so that they could see the battlefield. And that's about about it. There are... Uh, you hear through some of the conversations with some of the other people who are working here who speak common to you, uh, kind of ask where you came from and all that stuff. You do see a lot of them are gifts. 
uh, and the Owlings have been talking about how the, the gifts have basically uh, been assaulting them at their eerie. Can you sneak at all? Can I what? Sneak. Ha! <laughs> you saw us going up those stairs. Can you wear a heavy cloak or something to hide your armor? Aye. You would have, have had your cloak. weapons taken from you, too, so I should say that. Well, listen, I'm not doing one friggin' thing until I have some sort of a talk to somebody. Yeah, good luck with that. They're trying to put us in front of the parliament, and that's never going to happen. And Well, the way I figure it is, if you attack someone's ship, don't do you t- try to identify who they are and then tell them to work. You're slavers. I don't do jack for slavers. I don't plan on doing anything for them because they're owlings, and I don't much care for owlings at this point either. That's one more set of birds to check off your list. Well, they kicked me out, so. Um, they've mostly kept you bird. with bird. your crew of um, the gifts for the most part. It seems like they've been keeping, there were a couple times like when you were eating where you were with some of the other prisoners where you heard some of the information. But for the most part, they've been trying to keep uh, people that they took from each individual crew kind of together, um, it seems like. Um Griff, at one point during your time together, says, This whole thing is preposterous. I, I had a contract from an Afrit to assault an Eerie, yes, but I wanted nothing to do with it. I did not accept the contract. Ifrit are treacherous creatures to work for, especially when you're prone to carrying powder. I did give the contractor a second look, but I've not engaged in any fighting other than to defend my ship in some time. I've been moored in Albedula, you know this, uh, Dern. I've been engaging in trade and securing transport contracts with merchants from all over Volyanaya. So, to be clear, you've never attacked these people. I have. We've known each other a while, Griff. You can tell me the truth. It's preposterous. It's poppycock. It's nonsense. He He sounds awfully guilty. Can I do an insight check here? Sure. Thanks. Actually, I should roll the insight checks for you. Never mind. And tell me what you add to it. Plus seven. I am not. Oh, oh I am. Uh, plus two. <laughs> plus seven. You are proficient? Mm-hmm. Then it's, oh, you're minus, minus one, one plus wisdom. two. Gotcha. Uh, Dern, you've never been able to tell, and this is why you lost so many games with Griffin, uh, when he's lying and when he's not. Uh, Trixie. So you, I, just for clarity's sake, I do, I believe him. You don't. You are already at the position where you have found him hard to read. Okay, uh, Trixie, you, uh, as he says this, are, are looking at him, and he seems generally angry um, of, of some sort of injustice here. Okay. Well, at least he seems angry. He's, I, I'm uh, angry. He he says all this, and one of the owlings who's kind of around you, who's been assigned to shadow you guys and found you mostly obstinate in terms of uh, oh, doing any of the, <laughs> of the work. Um, the gifts actually have done some of the carpentry. It seems like that's one thing they really just don't mind doing, and they're kind of bored uh, being here. Um, so some of them have told you it helped take their mind off things um, a little bit. Um, so they've been doing some of the work. Uh, but he comes over and uh, he he says to uh, Griff, he says, Well, we told you, you'll have your meeting in Parliament. 
But right now, we can't get into the cliff keep. And Why not? We can. We can't set up the parliament. Why can't you get in the cliff keep? Can't you just fly over the wall? We could, if there weren't ballista and crossbows leveled at us every time we tried by the orcs who have taken up residence there. Well, isn't this the orcs' island anyways? The island doesn't belong to anybody, dearie. We all live here. We have for a very long time. We've lived here longer than the orcs. Wait a minute. You said orcs? Aye. Orcs, mainly grizzards of Weiss that have fled from the south to avoid this blight. I know them! I might know them. (laughs) How do you know everyone that we run into? I'm from here. Sort of. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. I'm originally from Kufa. I've been here a long time. Look... I was instrumental in helping secure Raventree from bandits. I've known good people from there. You should take me to them. Let me talk. Can I just stay with him? Oh, Aye, she's very helpful. Now you want to be helpful, do you? You could be helpful to stop this encroaching blight by helping us secure the defenses here. You sitting around all day will do nothing for when the plants come to kill us all. He's trying to get you into the keep. I don't work for raiders and slavers. Now, I will talk to these people. Oh, like hell you aren't. You attack a neutrally flagged ship, give us no trial. I will smash my own (laughs) dogs with rocks before I work for you. Now, if you want to get into... (laughs) Takes it. Now, if you want (laughs) to... To get into that citadel, you will let me talk to those people. If not, he holds it ready to smack his own dogs. I could do that. Roll a bluff check. (laughs) I don't know if that's intimidation. Yes, that would be intimidation. Roll for dwarf at this point. Roll roll. for dwarf. He's got some stones. Just roll intimidation. Oh, me? Yeah, sure. Okay. I am proficient in that. That's uh, 11 plus 4. 15. Your balls shrink up a little bit. <laughs> it's okay, boys. We're going to get through this. At least you have shiny on. Um, <laughs> if Look you want face, to... <laughs> can't. If you want to talk to anyone, we can bring you to one of the council members and we can see what they have to say about it. Oh, now I can talk to the fucking council members. But it's unlikely that they'll make any decision without the parliament. And Griffin says, I have manifests of my supplies and where they've been purchased as well as my upcoming transport contracts that I secured while I was in Albadula. I have records. Every gift worth his salt has records. Oh, you have salt? Seriously, you put me on the front lines. Three minutes we get into that citadel. Well, we'll see if anyone will talk to you. <laughs> Until then, you've got your rocks. Dern just sits back down. Okay. The owling kind of hangs around because he's still there to watch you guys and doesn't have anybody to relieve him <laughs> to go talk to anybody else. Um, and just these... Every three minutes, I ask him why he's not gone yet. Aren't you going to go? I cannot go. All I need to make sure that you're not making any trouble. Who? You. Aren't you going to go yet? I cannot go. (laughs) 
until I am relieved so that I can... If you were to Do you need to go to the bathroom? Perhaps I could trust you for myself to leave. But you have been nothing but trouble here. I'm not doing anything. you understand the extent of the threat that comes this way? If you have seen it, I am sure that you will want our defenses to be in tip-top shape. Then you want him to go talk to the people at the gate. I have fought... This threat you're talking about. I've there returned are, you to know everybody and you've fought everything. I, I think there is... My name is Darn Hammerstone, I and th- I will be Thunder King. I think King. there is something significantly wrong with King, this the Thunder dwarf. King, the Thunder King, he is a Thunder King. <laughs> God, I want to punch you right now. <laughs> and he's got a thunder horn. I may have somebody come and have a look to see if you sustained any head injuries. If you keep this up, you're going to sustain a head injury. Go find a replacement so that you can talk to whomever it is you need to talk to so he can go talk to the people at the gate and we can get this over with. And you hear the owl send out this trill that's like a, a screech of a falcon. Thank you. And about uh, eight or so uh, hornlings who have been kind of drilling in a field nearby and have all their gear on and stuff you come over. Stupid people. And uh, the one says to all of them, um, these uh, folks are starting to get a little hot. Why don't you take them someplace where they can cool off? Why don't you go talk to your little council member so you can see... I have very little reason to do so now, dearie. Now go take them someplace where they can cool off. Let this one keep his rock. I'm interested in what he might do with it. Smash your face in. Um, and they take you, ironically, uh, to a kind of set of cells that are set up near where the lava is. They're going to have to drag me. Okay. They will. (laughs) And get somebody to check on that dwarf. Okay. Uh, And he flies off to the other side. Um, The gifts are taken with you and you guys kind of get locked up in these cells that are near where the canyon of lava is. It's hot uh, in that particular place. Thanks for sharing our date night with us and exploring a whole new world together. We'll see you again next week. Until then, keep in touch by following us on Twitter at D8 Night Podcast or visiting d 8 nightpodcastcom 